Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. This voice mess. Little kids like me. Hello and welcome to this glorious mess, little kids. My name is Tegan Natoli and I am joined by the beautiful and ever oh. so intelligent. Oh. <laughs> what do you want from me? I'm Lee Campbell and I don't know what Tegan wants. Do you want me to babysit your kids when COVID's over yes, or something? Yes, of course, for two weeks. Please. Absolutely not. I can't cope with one. I, I don't want three more. Well, as mentioned, this is Glorious Mess, little kids. And the other week, our dear friend, Holly and Andrew from Big Kids did an episode sharing your unpopular opinions, but we felt it was only fair that we jump in on the action too. So Lee asked you in the Mamma Mia Parents group, what is your unpopular parenting opinion? And you guys brought it because we got over 100 responses and we will share some of our favorites a little later on. Oh my God, some of them are so good. And then when I read them, I was like, oh my God, me too. (laughs) It's almost everyone's like bad parenting confessions, but it's (laughs) like strong-willed. It's like, yeah, I'm crap, but I do it because of this so proud of it (laughs) yeah it's good I think it's a great way for people to come out and kind of stick to their guns which might not be conventional ways of parenting but you know we've got to have our own back sometimes me too whatever gets you through and of course we'll wrap up with our recommendations and WTFs of the week but first it's time for a listener dilemma now it's time for listener dilemmas So each week we answer one of your dilemmas because Tegan and I know everything about parenting. This week's question comes from listener Laura. Hi team, this is Laura calling from Melbourne. I would desperately love some tips on how to manage working from home with my toddler at home. Hubby and I are both not essential workers as we can work from home, so daycare is unavailable for us at the moment with current lockdown restrictions and we're slowly going insane. Help, please. Thank you. I, goodness me, I get my knickers in a knot about <laughs> working from home with toddlers. Do you want me to go first? Yes, here? please, please, please. I appreciate we're in a pandemic. I appreciate that the world doesn't know how to navigate this and we're all just trying to find our way, but I just think it does your job a disservice and your children a disservice if you're trying to do both. I know I physically cannot work while I'm looking after my two-year-old son. He is very adventurous. He's very into trying to kill himself by climbing the drawers, turning on the oven, doing absolutely anything if he's not watched, you know, fairly closely. So I simply couldn't do my job. If the daycares currently while we're recording this are open in Sydney and he's going the days that I work, I watch the cases in my suburb every morning and make a call but I would have to ask for some leave from Mamma Mia for a couple of months because I do podcasts I require complete silence I know not all parents need complete silence but I don't know if you've got a two-year-old and you try to open your laptop they want your laptop you can't even give them an old laptop or a pretend laptop so my point is I don't think it's realistic I think we'll look back in 10 and 20 years and say 
we tried to do everything and we couldn't do everything. If I have a meeting that I absolutely have to have, I'll pop him in the high chair and give him a book or an iPad. If I can, I'll run him ragged and so he has a longer nap, so I'll fit in those couple of hours work there. But I just think toddlers in particular, I think it's unsafe to work and to have them roaming around the house. And it's just unrealistic. Like I almost think it's impossible. And I have to say, I'm pretty sure 90% of toddler parents hearts dropped when you know Kerry Chance said the other day like if you're working from home then that's not an excuse to send your kids to daycare because as much as we support our government and you know all of the the health things that are being put in place like it was almost a kick in the guts because if you are working from home and you have a toddler like that's for me personally more reason to send my kids to daycare it's you know consistency for them it's safer for them it's good for their mental health it's good for my mental health but not just that, but just so we can get on with our work and do our jobs from home. And like you, Lee, I too check the things in my area. But unfortunately, not every LGA can. Exactly. A lot of them are closed and I, oh my gosh, and my heart goes out to those parents. And And Victoria, I think theirs have closed every single time. Exactly. And it's so hard because I feel real resentment towards people in lockdown that don't have children and I hear them complaining. And I think if I could just watch something I want to watch for five seconds or sit down or not make 10,000 meals or not color, you know. (laughs) Clean up the same place 7,000 times. The luxury of being in lockdown on my own. I can't even imagine the joy. Little things I know, like when my kids have been home and I've needed to get something done, things like even just pulling out a bed sheet and getting them to make a fort. You know, it's different with my kids because obviously we've got three so they can play with each other. I don't know how Alexander would go just building a cubby and sitting (laughs) in it on his own. But I feel like that's almost hard. As much as I complain of having three toddlers at home, at least they can sometimes bounce off each other and entertain each other. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Yeah, I just think we have to go back to basics and think what is important now and is it that my child feels safe and I get it. Some people really need to rely on the income and they just don't have the flexibility. But for me, when he's in bed at 6.30 or 7, that's when I'm getting the work done. Yeah, good thinking. As we said, please send in your dilemma and we will answer it. You can call the pod phone on 028999386. So this week, we popped into the Mamma Mia Parents Facebook group to let everyone have a bit of a vent and share their unpopular parenting opinions. Thank you so much to everyone that contributed. It made me feel so good, made me feel seen, (laughs) made me have a bit of a giggle. So we thought it might be fun to dive into them and have a bit of a discussion. But before we do, Tegan and I are going to share our unpopular parenting opinions. Please keep in mind, these are opinions. So we feel this way. It doesn't mean that it's right or wrong and it's okay to have a different opinion opinion. Tegan? I've loved reading through the ones that are so different to me because it's funny like why everyone does what they do and what their reasoning is. So I'll jump in. Hit me with your first one. Most of mine are unpopular parenting practice because it's all the wrong things that I know I do, but I stand by it. So all my three kids, twins are three and a half, Banjo's two and a half. They still have two milk bottles a day. So one in the morning, then one in the night. I'm pretty sure you meant to stop giving them bottles at one as in one mm-hmm. year old, but <laughs> not 1pm at one. But yeah, I think I'm going to try. And when you say bottle, is it like an actual baby's bottle? Yeah, like well, like a Tommy Tippy bottle. Yeah, like a full proper bottle. Oh, wow. So, okay. But I don't think like, I don't think they'll care too much if I switch up the bottle. So I've already said to the twins like, oh, soon you're going to have to start drinking your milk out of the cup. 
I just think they like the milk. Yeah, I think it's the milk. It's less about the bottle. But then for you, it's just so easy because they're not going to spill and it. I get so it. And it's so easy. It's so much easier to just go up, shove it all in the bottle and bring three bottles downstairs. So that's my one. I'm going to have 400 dentists email me saying <laughs> stop it right now. What's your first one? Okay, my first one, quite controversial. Oh, I love uh, controversial. All wealthy people have a big, ugly giraffe in their baby's nursery <laughs> and it is hideous and pointless. Why does everyone have that awful life-size giraffe? Oh, I think I want a life-size giraffe. Not now because my kids are nearly all, you know, they've got enough crap. But can someone explain to me if anyone is middle or upper class, they have it <laughs> and it's ugly and it takes up a whole corner. Like I'd love to have a spare corner in my kid's room, yes. but I do not understand that dumb giraffe. The funniest one. That's so funny. All right. My second one is I swear in front of my children. So I don't sense it at all. And I'm quite a gutter mouth. Obviously not. Yeah, you are. I just, the ooh was like, I know what you're like off air. Yeah, I'm obviously not on this show because there might be little ears around. But yeah, I'm quite a gutter mouth and I don't censor that around my kids. And to be honest, I reckon they've only maybe in one or two occasions where they have echoed me and I've quickly said, no, no, that's an adult word. They're really good. They don't say it. They don't repeat it. That's so interesting. I yeah. wonder if because you don't emphasize. Oh, they probably just think it's like the and and when, when they're used yeah, to yeah, me yeah. saying it because I actually swear quite a lot. I do so, too, but then Rich pulls me up on it. So we try and keep it away from the kids. I, I, do I think I feel word. worse when I'm around other people's children because like one of my girlfriends, she doesn't swear around her kid because her kid's quite a parrot and will just echo everything. And I think because he knows it's naughty as well. So yes. he's more inclined to repeat it. So when I like go around certain friends and their kids, I have to watch myself because I don't do that around my kids. So if anyone else is a gutter mouth out there and swears around their kids, please let me know so I feel better about myself. <laughs> Love it. What's your second one? Oh, my next one is headbands on babies. Oh. I don't like headbands on babies. I don't know why. I mean, I had a boy, so I can't say. And it's funny, in our mother's group, we had, you know, half boys, half girls, and all the boys had so much hair and all the girls had pretty much no hair. Yes. But I don't know. I just don't like headbands on I'm babies. I'm so glad you say that because one of my biggest parenting regrets is what I used to put on the twins' heads. Like, sometimes yeah, I look back that? at the photos why? and I'm like, that bow or like tacky fake flower <laughs> is bigger than their whole head. It's funny though, I feel the same way about adults in overalls. Like, overalls are for children. I always think of you when oh. I see an adult wearing overalls. <laughs> I feel like they're dressed up to be on play school if I see an adult in overalls. But to be, to my credit, I put the big ugly bow things or headbands on my twins because everyone used to think they were boys. Boy. So I'm like, if I this know. pink big bow on their head doesn't tell you what they I are, know. then I don't know I what will. I understand the need. I can't wait I till you have a girl and you're, you're <laughs> a like, bald little girl. <laughs> All right, what's your next right, one? I'm going to put two more into one. The most two frowned upon things, I reckon, when you have little kids, dummies. <laughs> the twins don't use a dummy anymore, but Banjo still does for his sleeps and he's two and a half. And I do promise to get rid of it by the time he turns three. That's when I got rid of the twins one. And mm. then... Puree. The dentists are just coming oh. for you for all different reasons. You should see Banjo's teeth. Like you can see these, like he's got the dummy bottle teeth, like his teeth arch up and the twins actually used to too until they stopped using the dummy. So that's okay. I always just think to myself, they lose those teeth. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Their adult teeth will grow. <laughs> yeah, totally. They're, they're practice teeth. Yeah. And then puree pouches for Prime Minister because oh, all my life. three children were brought up on them. 
in terms of being out on the go and needing a snack. Actually, who am I kidding? In terms of dinner, breakfast, you name it, they got a pouch. <laughs> Give me a pouch any day. I know I remember doing the steaming of the organic vegetables for the first few weeks and then I was like, this is hard. Yeah, I'm with you there, It's a lot sister. of work. One of mine is quite similar. I think sugar is good for kids. And when I say good is that I don't point out to Alexander what a lolly is and what a vegetable is. And the reason I've been so staunch on that is – Being with my husband, his family was extremely healthy. His mother would take the skin off the barbecue chicken before anyone ate it. Like, I mean, to me, that's just the best part. Mm. But then my husband has some sort of disordered eating. He really likes very, you know, clean and inverted commas food. And he'll be like, oh, that's naughty, that's a treat. Whereas I've just been raised, and obviously I think this is right, to think, you know, that's a sometimes food, that's a nice, that's yummy, yeah. and I'll have it if I feel like it. And so I'm really conscious around Alexander not to say, oh, this is a treat yes. or this is a that. You know, I just, I'm the boss, and if he gets ice cream once a fortnight or something, but sure. Then and then how does that work with bribes? Because for me, uh, like... Our bribes are non-food based. Oh. So at the moment, our bribes are toys and stickers, but I'm so deep down the toy bribe that everything that I expensive. ask him to do. Toy? 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 Yeah. And I was like, no, you don't get a toy for doing everything. (laughs) Yeah, for going to the toilet or like brushing your teeth. (laughs) So, look, I don't have the answers for everything, but I really try to not label food uh, good and bad. He's always been exposed to sugar from an early age. He just doesn't know that it's any different from a piece of toast. Yeah. Yeah. I must say, like, my kids do have their fair share of crap foods, but they definitely know that it's a treat. Like, if they get a chocolate or. An ice cream. That they can't eat it all day and every day. Yeah, but they probably still do actually, because <laughs> I'm constantly bribing them. <laughs> Love if it. You Try do toys. This, you get an ice cream. I've got two other quick ones, yes, and then go. I do want to touch on a message that I received from a lovely member of the group. But two more. I don't think babies are hard. I think that mat leave can be lonely. I was lonely on maternity leave, but I babies are easy. Yeah. I think babies are, are pretty easy. And I think also the transition be- is hard, but the actual, like the transition of, I think it's the no sleep, to be honest. It all comes down yeah. to sleep deprivation. But yeah, when you have a toddler to compare it to, like babies are much easier. I wouldn't say they're not hard. Yeah. And I think it's because for me now with a toddler and being a career woman, I'm trying to live two very different yeah. lives simultaneously. And so for the first year, I was like, okay, babies, I'm learning babies, I'm tired and stuff like that. Yeah. But I was on mat leave and I was like, what's everyone talking about how hard this is? As soon as I tried to go back to my old life and work and juggle being a mother, that's when it got hard for me. So babies, easy. Toddlers slash juggle, don't even. I can't even. <laughs> I don't. I'm a ball of anxiety. Hey, how would you feel? Say like, you know, once imagine in a far, far away place, we're out of lockdown and we can go out and get babysitters. Like, Mm. is there any part of you that would feel more comfortable leaving like an infant with a babysitter than a toddler? Because for me, I feel like more stressed leaving my three toddlers with someone than I would leaving three babies. Absolutely. I just think now, even just these past few months that have passed, Alexander's really going to struggle to be left with a babysitter again. And we've got a couple of nannies that we always use, but obviously he hasn't seen them for a few months. Now that he has emotions and he can express them and say, no, mummy, and that we're leaving and we're coming back, I absolutely... Leaving a baby was so much easier than leaving a toddler because leaving a toddler is like leaving a conscious little person. Yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? How you'd think so that hard. it would be different because they're more dependent, they can communicate better, but it's almost worse. They can isn't kill it? themselves far more easy. <laughs> <laughs> Last one big Instagrammable kids' parties. Oh, Gross. yeah. 
I think they're gross and I think that parents do them to fill a weird void that they have. Yeah. It's nothing to do with the kid. No. And it's all to do with the parent. As much as like I get what you're saying, I still can't look away. Like I can Oh yeah. I can Oh look I could barely invite plan me my and my wedding. kid to them till the day till the cows come home because it's a great <laughs> two hours for my kid. You're not getting any invitations anymore after that comment. <laughs> and look, I'm all for spending money on kids' parties if it makes it life easier for the parents. As yeah. you know, Teagues, you talked me out of booking a whole play centre for Alexander's second birthday. Luckily you did because COVID then hit. And I was going to spend a couple of grand on that, not because it looked fabulous for Instagram, but because it took a big load off my plate. So I'm all for throwing money at something that makes parenting easier. But I think big, like lavish Instagram kids parties are strange. Mind you, Lee, I feel like if we actually knew those people throwing those parties, I bet you it's just for their friends. Like if I threw a party like that for my kids, you would be invited so that I would get to have a fun party with you. I absolutely know so many. Oh, and you could bring parents. your kid too. You could bring your kid. <laughs> and they're the most wonderful down to earth people. I've been to many, many of those parties, but I still just think they're a bit weird. Yeah, crazy, crazy. They're Tegan and mine, and they were a bit fun and a bit tongue in cheek, but I did want to quickly chat about a lovely lady who DM'd me after the call out in the Facebook group. She sent me a really heartfelt message that explained that she hates being a parent, and while she loves her children, she regrets having them. And she feels that it's such a stigmatizing opinion to have that she really can't tell anyone not even her closest friends and having heard that it really made me stop and think because there's definitely hours and days that I don't love being a parent and I miss my old life but for the most part I obviously love my son and love my role as a mother and it must be such a tricky and lonely way to feel and this poor woman doesn't have anywhere to Mm. discuss that and so I wanted to send my love to her and if there's any other mothers out there there is a safe space in the parenting Facebook group to talk about that because you're definitely not alone. No and it is so true like loving your children and loving parenting are two completely different things aren't they and we get so caught up in you know having to complete both of them and fulfill both of them but no she's definitely not alone because there's many days where I hate parenting. (laughs) Yes. So now we're here from our listeners. This one is from Purdy from Darwin. Hi, TGM. My unpopular opinion is that just because my gorgeous, amazing four-and-a-half-year-old bundle of joy is the product of IVF doesn't mean I'm not allowed to complain about the trials of parenthood. Just because she's something we wanted and dreamed about for seven years doesn't mean I have to live in this space of 100% gratefulness for the miracle that is her all the time. Sleep deprivation sucks for me just as much as a mum who conceived naturally. I am truly grateful, but sometimes I go, what the F? And while we're here, if you are a parent of assisted fertility, this is your permission to let go of the guilt. Mwah. Yes, I so feel this. More so when they were younger, but totally agree. Sleep deprivation is regardless of how you conceived. As grateful as we are, we can certainly still have a vent about it. So agree with this unpopular one. So Bianca wrote in to us and said, I don't think you need to be engaging in play with your kids constantly. Toddlers play can be so boring. I usually let my daughter do her thing unless we're crafting, baking or outdoors. I think I'm Bianca's spirit sister because I absolutely (laughs) feel this. I hate playing. Oh my God. I mean, I do it, but I want to just Mm. fast forward. Play is so boring. (laughs) All right, next up, Chloe told us. My unpopular parenting opinion is that baby showers and especially gender reveals are ridiculous. Seriously, no one cares about your kids as much as you do. Maybe your family might, but the broader world, 
Instagram, socials, they don't care whether your baby has a penis or a vagina. (laughs) You know what? Save it for when the baby arrives and there's a cute picture to go with it. That's all. I have to disagree. I live for gender reveals. Like I literally sit on my Instagram looking at the hashtag gender reveals just so I can watch people I don't even know (laughs) and their gender reveal. I absolutely live for gender reveals, no matter who you are. I feel the opposite as someone that didn't find out the sex of their child, nor do they care. Uh, I think that they're really disgusting. But I also don't hate watching them. I've got to say, it's like a car crash. I think it's more for watching the parents and their reactions. Like if they're, you know, if they're disappointed, if they're happy, which is such a weird thing. I do, you I enjoy do agree. It it's disappointed. Weird. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I'm evil. Maybe that's it. I'm like, oh my god. No, I think because I don't know. Actually, I'm just sick in their head. <laughs> India called in and she said, Hello, I'm India from country New South Wales and my unpopular opinion is games at kids' birthday parties. I think they're a waste of time and I can never be bothered organising them. I agree unless it's hide and seek and then you just don't seek (laughs) the children and you have a drink. (laughs) But what about all the childhood memories of like pass the parcel and musical chairs? Oh, my gosh, they're so good. I'm joking. I think they're great. But, yes, I'm happy to attend. (laughs) No, you're not getting invited to any parties anymore, remember? (laughs) All right, next up we have one from Kayla. Hi, I'm Kayla from Victoria, and my unpopular opinion is I don't believe in sleep training. I think it is the worst thing ever, and I'm all about co-sleeping. As long as me and my babies get sleep, I think that's all that counts. Oh, so for me, my hat goes off to any parent that can co-sleep because I absolutely could not co-sleep for the life of me, even if I wanted to. Like I'm such a light sleeper and the elbows, the knees, the feet, the sideward sleeping of toddlers, one of them, two of them, and especially three of them would not work in my house. So all my three have been sleep trained and sleep in their own beds because that's what works for us. But totally respect you, Kayla, for whatever works for you, my love. Louisa has a comment on sharing. My name's Louisa. I'm in New South Wales. My unpopular opinion is I don't think it's right to make little kids share. With my young twins, whoever's got a thing uh, gets to keep it until they're finished. And the other one can have empathy and support to work through their feelings, but they just have to wait. They're two and a half, so it never takes long for them to lose interest. I do it because I don't want them to think sharing means losing a thing that they want or that it feels bad. I want them to learn patience and negotiation and assertiveness and it's working. They're already making polite requests of each other and waiting their turn most of the time for two and a half. So it's a work in progress, but it really works for us. I totally agree with this. Three toddlers in my house are constantly wanting whatever each other has. So Banjo always says, can't share, can't share when someone won't give him what he wants. And I can see that there's an expectation that he should always get whatever he wants because he justifies that as sharing, like the other person sharing with him. So I think sharing is caring, but it can also enhance a child to be submissive. But I think it's equally important to teach patience and for them to wait their turn, which is sharing in a way, but it's just patient sharing. (laughs) (laughs) 
A lovely anonymous listener reached out and emailed us. Hi, Glorious Messes. So excited to share with you my unpopular opinion about parenting. And that is, da-da-da-da, drum roll, I love single parenting. I was a single parent for a few years following my breast cancer diagnosis and my children were only one and two when I became a single parent and I just loved it. Financial, emotional, physical, mental freedom. Um, It was me and my babes against the world and it was the best. I absolutely devoured all the information about uh, gentle parenting and I put myself 110% into surviving a cancer diagnosis for my babes and I just loved single parenting and I would highly recommend the empowerment that you get as a single parent and I found so much support in single mum communities online like Single Mother Survival Guide. So I would so I would so recommend it. It's not as bad as you think it's gonna be. That's really intriguing to me because obviously having a partner, I've never really thought about what it would be like to be a single parent and prefer that because oftentimes you think, Oh no, the poor thing they separated or whatever happened. But hey, preach the single parents that are just like, mm. Hey, I make all the decisions, no one to argue with and I get to run my own show. So good. And Hannah wrote in and said, family dinner is a terrible idea. I don't want to eat at 5.30 with two little grublets. Grownups eat when the kids go to bed. Family breakfast and lunch on the weekends is plenty. I so agree. I hate eating with Alexander, but (laughs) he eats way more and is way happier when we do it. We kind of try and do a bit of a balance and do it half the week. But to be honest, yeah, it kills my soul. So does he eat more when you're with him? He eats way more if Rich and I are sitting at the table and if it's same meal, same time, way more. See, my kids are the opposite. Like it's almost like I have to just let them be in their little kid's table in their world and if they get distracted by an adult human, then they won't eat anything. (laughs) (laughs) So stay away from them. All right, next, Sam called in. My Mamma Mia unpopular opinion was that all babies take a bottle and some babies will not take a bottle. Not all babies take a bottle. doesn't matter how hard you persevere. They will refuse. Oh, my gosh. I feel so sorry. Do you have feels about that? Yeah, I feel so sorry for anyone whose child won't take a bottle. Like if, well, if you want them to, obviously. All my kids were bottle fed, so I can't imagine how hard that would be to have to persist with breastfeeding. Like what else do you do? Like in my case, I didn't have a milk supply. So what would you do if your kid doesn't take a bottle? I don't know because my child also took a bottle and was not keen on my boobies. That's a hard one and good to know, I feel. I really loved that. I found that really fun because it showed that there's no wrong or right. These are just opinions and they're just parents trying to look after their kids the best way they know how. So thank you so much to everyone who submitted their unpopular parenting opinion. And let's share some more in the Facebook group. If you're not already a member, please join. It's called Mamma Mia Parents. All right, my love, what is your recommendation for the week? Mine is a very strange thing that happened to me the other day. <laughs> I had to go somewhere and then I had an awkward gap between the next place. And you know how you're not allowed to go anywhere and there's no shops open and oh, you can't yes. roam around. So I was just chilling in my car. I had like 40 minutes. It was a lovely, warm, kind of wintry day. I mean, oh. you know, winter, spring. And you sit in the car warmth? You oh, know that I car warmth, that. but it's not like hot summer car warmth. It's like... I don't know, it heals your bones. And I just Mm. put the chair back and I had a half an hour sleep in the car. Stop. 
no child, no husband, no nothing. It was like my own little bubbles of sanctuary. And because I think the warmth from the sun, it literally felt like I'd had eight hours sleep. (laughs) I woke up, I felt so relaxed and so recharged. And so my suggestion to parents that are in lockdown and are about to lose it, just drive up the road, find a little sunny spot and have a half an hour nap in your car where no one can come and get you. And you will feel like you've had a full night. I Trust me. I know it's a strange recommendation. You can't buy it, but it's oh. free and it changed my life that day. <laughs> Naps just make me feel worse. I've never napped. <gasps> I've never napped. Like a half an hour nap would be like waking up in the morning all over again. I'm so no. sorry for your loss because that no. was just horrific. <laughs> you sound like my husband. I always call him an iPhone. He needs recharging. So he has naps all the time. Like I swear he he has a sleep every time he blinks. Tell but- Jason to go and have a nap in the car and thank me later. <laughs> he probably does. That's why probably where he goes. He doesn't actually go to work. He just goes and sleeps in the car. <laughs> car naps for life. What is your recommendation? So like when we've got our kids at home at the moment or if you're having to homeschool, or you don't have access to daycare at the moment, it might be a little hard you know, getting some good affirmations out for our kids or speaking kindly. So a girlfriend of mine has actually created these cards. Her brand is called Eagle and Owl and they're conscious kids affirmation cards. They're really beautiful, beautifully illustrated. And each card uh, represents a different chakra and animal. So they're really, really beautiful for the kids to look at and utilize as well as the parents as well. So I'll put the link in the show notes, but mm. they're really nice. Like I am brave. I am oh, confident. Just really, really beautiful words that you can interact with your kids to get them speaking confidently, positively. So, and she's got, yeah, a great explanations on how you can use them as well. If you're not too comfortable or don't really know what you're doing like me, I'm not one of those kind of spiritual moms. Oh, so God, I needed no. a little bit of guidance. Oh my gosh, <laughs> bless you. Oh my God. You're going to start wearing like hippie skirts and stuff. On your head. I'll have a flower crown on before you know it. <laughs> what, the, what the? What the? What the? Parenting? WTF of the week. Do you want me Woo! to go first? Yes, please. Mine's a bit of a rant, and you can probably tell from this episode I'm a bit ranty. Yeah, I'm ranty today too, so <sighs> go for it. It's just the juggles. So my son hadn't been sick for a month, so of course it was time for him <laughs> to get sick. It just, I actually said to my husband the night before, he hasn't been sick for a while. Bingo, oh, bingo. jinx. We were in within our five kilometer park doing our whatever you're allowed to do in lockdown. It was literally like someone just pulled the battery out of him. I turned around. I was like, you OK, bud? And he's like, tired. And I was like, mm, that's oh, weird. It's 11 a.m. No. And then for the last four days, no symptoms, but just Alex sad. Alex sad in a oh little ball. Gosh. Mummy cuddle Alex sad. And so the doctor's done a bunch of tests and thinks it could be a variety of different things, but no fever, no runny nose, no cough, nothing like that. Still eating and drinking, but just super lethargic and super sad. Oh, so of course I'm like, sad. he's got a hidden disease. Maybe he swallowed a battery and it's slowly killing him. Maybe he ate oh some poison. Maybe he's got depression. I'm Googling depression in toddlers. And I'm like, honey, where's your ouchie? Show mummy your ouchie. No ouchie. Alex sad. Oh my gosh, stop. And I just, oh. that and then having to cancel work and reschedule work and work in the night and do this and all of that. And I said to my husband, why are we trying to have another child? And of course it's <laughs> when I'm ovulating and I'm like, I don't want another child because I can't even handle this child. I can't handle my life. I just don't know what I'm doing with my life and my husband actually had to shake me and be like calm down (laughs) I was like okay I needed that it's good you just have a little shake have a cocktail and (laughs) maybe spike it's Monday night my child's in emergency at midnight but I'm just gonna go get a margarita (laughs) 
That's what I would do. <laughs> you know what? He'll be healthy in three more days and oh. then I'll just be like, I want 10 more. But I just find the juggle when they're sick so overwhelming because my heart breaks. But then I'm also so stressed about all the stuff in my non-parenting life that has yeah. to move around. So yeah. the juggle, the juggle is, is real. real. The struggle I feel is the real. parents, the, everything's real. <sighs> and the eye bags on my face are there to show it. Tegan, what's your Mine's WTF? a real first world vent. So look, just don't attack me for like first world problems. But I get it. We're in lockdown. Obviously, we know that. You can't <laughs> go to the store. So you have to do your click and collects or your deliveries. So I must say I've run out of coloring books for the kids in my house. Oh. So I'm like, I need coloring books. And usually you'd like to go and look through like the type of book you're buying. Like they yes. don't show you the pages no. anyway. So I'm online and I'm just trying to order some bloody coloring books. Like it's not that hard, but apparently it is because nowhere has anything or the delivery is like seven weeks. Yep. I'm waiting on stuff from Ikea I ordered six weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, lockdown will be over by then. You can just go pick (laughs) it up. And, like, nothing's available. And if you want something large, then the delivery is really expensive. So I'm just, like, all the simple things that we used to, I suppose, take for granted, like the access to parenting utilities, is just gone. And I'm I'm feeling a little flustered by it because I've run out of activities. I feel that so much too because it's just got warmer in Sydney. So Alexander has no swimmers, no sandals, no anything because obviously toddlers grow so much from season mm. to season. But he's got a, such a weird little body type that I need to see the waist and I need to I need to see it. I need to touch it. Let me touch the clothes. And I just don't have the trial and error time. And to it's, shop it's hard like to do metrical things online. Like I want it, for example, I wanted to buy a storage tub. But like when it says an 80 litre storage tub, a 20 <laughs> litre storage tub, I'm like, I'm I don't like, know how big that is. I'm I like milk is two litres <laughs> times by that. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Well, anyway, that's my first world what the I feel you. That's what the segment's for, baby girl. You just vent away. (laughs) Well, thank you for letting me vent. And thank you for listening to TGM, Little Kids. Make sure you follow us wherever you get your pods and leave us a review. We love reviews. You can email us your parenting dilemma or your feedback to tgm at mamamia.com.au or call us on the pod phone 028999386. And don't forget to get on in all the action. Join our parenting group, Mamma Mia Parents. This glorious mess is brought to you by Mamma Mia and this episode is produced by Michaela Floriano and Rose Kerr. Have a wonderful week and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.